From technology and acquisition to citizen services and mission execution, a culture shift is underway with federal government leaders increasingly seeking out solutions that disrupt the way business has traditionally been done. Here we connect with those government and industry leaders driving this change and delivering the real results in support of their agency mission. This is Keeping IT Brief. Thank you for joining Keeping IT Brief. Today we're speaking with Kelly Rosmolski, the principal of Secure Connected Health at Booz Allen Hamilton. Thank you for joining us today, Kelly. Now, what are the best practices for securing laboratory data, healthcare networks, and hospital infrastructure from cyber threats? Yeah, so we, you know, first, Susan, I, I want to start off with just stating the obvious. We, we are at a critical moment where integrated collaboration across all facets of the healthcare industry is needed from regulators, health delivery organizations, medical device manufacturers, and, and even patients. They, they all need to play a critical role in building and maintaining resilient devices as well as health systems. And when we think about hospitals, they need to make a, a fundamental shift to improve their resiliency. By integrating cybersecurity into their operations and by making it a priority, they'll be able to, to better take full advantage of digital health innovations in a secure manner. And as the world adjusts to the post-COVID reality, healthcare systems need to continue to refine their enterprise telehealth strategies with cybersecurity considerations built into every layer, from the infrastructure to the supply chain. They, they, there needs to be a focused effort on evaluating the security policies of third-party vendors and driving device security management. Because with this acceleration of telehealth and new digital in innovations across the healthcare industry, we've seen that, the that there's been an introduction of several new vendors that have less experience navigating healthcare security regulations. And finally, organizations need to provide clear instructions to patients on how to configure and install healthcare-related devices. Because now the fact of the matter is hundreds of thousands of medical devices are no longer being secured within the four walls of a hospital. And instead, they're going home with patients. So it's critical that only encrypted data is sent to providers. And we need to make sure that we're making patients aware of these risks and ensuring that they're prepared to secure their devices at home. What type of cyber attack response plans should healthcare and telehealth companies have in place? Yeah, that's a great, great question. So there has been an increase in ransomware attacks across the healthcare industry. We've all seen them. And organizations need to start developing ransomware playbooks. They need to conduct war game exercises to prepare for these events. And they really need to be testing their response capabilities. So we, instead of being reactive to these ransomware attacks, we need to be more proactive. And hospitals need to make sure that they're testing their response capabilities and are aware of how they would react if something like a ransomware attack was, was to occur. And I'd also add that they should also they should also set up hunt programs that will help them identify bad actors on their network before they can actually do harm. Okay, now what can governments and contact tracing companies do differently to ensure personal data is secure while deploying these technologies at scale? 
Yeah, the, the contact tracing application ecosystem creates new opportunities for threat actors. Many of these applications, because they were developed so quickly to meet such critical needs, they, they could have been developed without security in mind, which could result in easier access to databases that include PII. Adversaries could install data stealing and surveillance backdoors that could lead to the theft of PII, or they could create fake, fake outbreaks. And the fact is a lot of the responsibility of these applications falls on the companies that are creating and, de and deploying them. So they need to ensure that they're conducting security testing of the applications. They need to use robust authentication and access controls. And organizations need to apply general security best practices to enterprise mobile devices, including ensuring devices have strict access controls and data encryption. And they need to consider mobile device management. So MDM platforms that can help centralize and that can help centralize the control and allow for remote management of data security. All of these components are, are key. And, and finally, one of the most important recommendations is training users. We, we need to make sure that the users recognize potential security threats. That, that is definitely a critical element that we need to continue to highlight. So the government is focused now not only on DevOps, but DevSecOps. So are you seeing the industry is taking the time to do this? And are they working proactively to prevent? Or are they still working behind the eight ball and trying to play catch up? Yeah, I think that they're in regards to DevSecOps and building security in from the beginning. I think we've seen a lot of improvement. I do. Um, we could, of course, see more. But we are seeing, for example, when we take medical device manufacturers, um, they are now, there are some manufacturers out there that are really being proactive, including the development and implementation of security practices throughout their entire development life cycle, all the way up to, to decommissioning a medical device. But I, I think that we need to continue to make this a priority because at the end of the day, in the world that we're living right now, we need to get new platforms and new systems and new technologies and innovations out to the market as quickly as possible. Because at the end of the day, the, the priority is always going to be patient care and patient safety, and that needs to be the priority. But we need to continue to make sure that security has a seat at the table from the beginning so that we're not getting attacks later in the cycle that we could have prevented by building security in. So Susan, to answer your question, I think we've made much improvements but we need to continue to focus on building security in from the beginning. Great. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kelly. Thank you for listening. For more podcasts by G2 Exchange Media, please visit www.bethealthit.com and look for the podcast section at the top of the page. Music by Jam Studio, courtesy of Shutterstock Incorporated. Shutterstock Incorporated.